Today, we're going to cover a leader whose teachings spanned from satanic reptiles posing as humans to UFO takeovers to aliens kidnapping and eating children. We're talking about Sherry Schreiner, a woman whose Lutheran upbringing took a strange turn when she discovered the world of Bible codes. Though she rarely showed her face in public, Schreiner's conspiracy theories reached millions. And for some followers, the consequences were tragic. and welcome to Sinister Societies, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Hannah Maguire. And I'm Saruti Bala. Every week, we're going to cover your favorite cults, faith followers, and secret societies. We'll look at how some of the biggest secretive societies and cults have made their fortunes. And how they've also managed to run in plain sight and permeate into your everyday life. Today, we're speaking about Sherry Schreiner, who's been referred to as a reptile cult leader. There's no way I can't hear that as erectile cult leader. <laughs> oh, well, fantastic. Um, or not even finish the intro to the show before we've got to penises. Fantastic. She was based out of Ohio, and Schreiner began with a few radio shows and websites where she published fantastical theories about alien invasions and the end times. But when she began pushing her theories on YouTube, her audience grew at a surprisingly rapid rate. We'll get into the inner workings of Shriner's ideologies and the dark turn of events that befell some of her followers as a result of her preachings. So yeah, we're already off to a, a, a banging star with Sherry. And I have uh, frequented her YouTube channel. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, tell, do tell. There's honestly not that much to tell. It's like a static image of like not very much. And then it's kind of like... Imagine the worst podcast recording of all time, like sound quality wise. It's like that. And she's just sort of rambling of just being like, well, I've just had it with X, Y, Z. And then to be brutally honest, I couldn't subject myself to it for more than one minute. So that's about as much as I've got. Fair, fair. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Right, let's get into reptile cult leader Sherry Schreiner. Sherry Schreiner was born in Cleveland, Ohio in 1965 to an observant Christian family that she claimed went to church every Sunday. She later described feeling in her youth that something was missing from the religion that her family practiced. It's lizards. 
<laughs> As a child, Shriner said that she experienced night terrors, where she described seeing a seven-foot-tall, black-caped demonic being at the foot of her bed. These visions would go on to play a supersized role in the rest of her life. As a teenager, Shriner read the book The Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey and C.C. Carlson, which was infamous for introducing the idea of an end times prophecy when world events would climax into some sort of judgment day. It was at this point that Shriner determined the frightening figures she had seen as a child were evil forces sent from Lucifer. She felt like she was a warrior from God sent for the end times. And this feeling went on to define her whole life. So this whole plot of the late great planet Earth, though, isn't that kind of the plot of the Bible? <laughs> Only revelation. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'll, I'll... So she's primed for it. Yeah, yeah, she's primed for it. And it sounds a bit like, if you ask me, Carlson and Lindsay have been doing a bit of plagiarism. <laughs> but whatever. Isn't every story Isn't the Bible story? that... <laughs> You're In the end. <laughs> Star Wars is the Bible. Everything is the Bible. Harry Potter's the Bible. You're right. I am. You are As right. usual. Well done. So Shriner's 20s began in a typical way. She studied journalism, political science, and criminal justice at Kent State University, married, and had a child. Very, very normal. Mm -hmm. Great work yeah. so far, Sherry. At a certain point, though, the visions of demons that had haunted her childhood returned, and she decided this time to tackle the visions head on. In her book, Sherry explains that she dove into research on spiritual warfare, hell, demons, Satan, last day prophecies, UFOs, and the new world order. The thing is, I know retrospectively, with context, that sounds like this is when things are going off the rails. But I probably spend quite a lot of my time also not researching, just splashing about in the pool of knowledge of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think most kids do though. Yeah, I... Our kids, mate, I watched a documentary on hell like two weeks ago <laughs> that I've seen before. Great. <laughs> what? Which one was it? There's a really good documentary on YouTube um, about like the eight gateways to hell. Okay. On Earth. Mm -hmm. And there are some of the obvious ones. There's like that big crater, I think in like Russia. Or oh, in Turkmenistan. Some, yeah, somewhere yeah. like that. It's just like they accidentally set fire to like a... Oh, and it's been burning for years. A yeah, gas yeah. field or an oil field mm -hmm. that's just been burning for years. Looks a bit hellish. I'll give them that. But there's another one. There's like a castle in Europe oh, that yeah. they think is like the gateway to hell. This would be way more impressive a story if I could remember literally <laughs> anything about it. But this is how sinister it is that I was watching it to go to sleep. So yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Uh, well, I watch Hereditary to go to sleep. So um, let's not delve too no, deeply. Let's into, stay away from the psychological damage. Into the analysis of either of those things and <laughs> let's keep moving forward. <laughs> let's keep moving forward specifically to 2001, where Sherry Schreiner took a big old deep dive into Bible codes. Now, I've never come across the phrase or the idea of Bible codes before, but Bible codes are what some people believe to be encoded words and messages within the Hebrew text of the Torah that supposedly hold predictions about specific events. Here we go with the fun. So we're just going to look at this old and timey book and not only misinterpret and reinterpret mm -hmm. words from 2000 years ago, let's also look for hidden messages. Yeah, Bible codes are 
for when the Bible doesn't say what you want it to say. Sure, 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 and you'd be sure. like, no, but look at where that comma is. <laughs> so that's what Bible codes are. And this phenomenon of um, sort of finding secret messages or secret codes has been debunked as something that can arise in any text that is long enough. Kills the priest. Yeah, exactly. It's like all of the monkeys that write Shakespeare. Like, if you just keep looking at something for long enough, it'll be it'll be what you want it to be. Exactly. So maybe yes. if I stare into space for ages, my husband will appear. Maybe, maybe. It was in Bible codes that Shriner said she discovered King David was her ancient grandfather. Well, well, well. Well, well, well Wellington. It, it's um, not like the guy who used to fucking sweep chimneys. No, or even Lazarus. So that means that Jesus is her brother. Cash. <laughs> Jesus was... What? Yeah, Jesus is descendant from David. That's why he's the king of the Jews. That's the whole point. But how is he? Because if he's God's kid... Because Joseph is descended of Joseph David. isn't blood-related. Yeah. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm okay. just saying that's what the story I is. thought we'd just blown it all open then. <laughs> <laughs> In Shriner's 2005 book, Bible Codes Revealed, The Coming UFO Invasion, she recounts long conversations with God himself, where she found out that she was God's, quote, messenger and emissary and mouthpiece for him in these last days. Look, the thing about the coming UFO invasion, and I know it's very easy to laugh at it because it is hysterical, but also she only has to be right once. <laughs> She's written the book now, so when it eventually happens, she was right all along, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the when the, the IRA said to Margaret Thatcher, they were like, you have to be lucky every day, we have to be lucky once. It's the same theory, just with lizards and UFOs. <laughs> Almost exactly. <laughs> Uh, Shriner credits Bible codes with teaching her how to unravel daily events, expose the purported lies told by the media and the nasty pesky government, and bring to light future events planned by Lucifer. Shriner started sharing this system of beliefs around end-of-day prophecies, what she called the alien agenda, and a coming UFO invasion. And people started to take notice. By 2005, so this isn't that long ago, friends, she had 12 websites, a personal blog, and a radio show that she claimed had listeners across 100 countries, which is not bad going, especially in 2005. In 2008, Shriner posted her first video to YouTube. As of 2019, her videos had more than 3 million views and her subscriber base was upwards of 20,000 followers. Wow. So do you reckon she's got, she must have one of those little plaques that YouTube have sent her? Not for 20,000. We've got 20,000, right? Oh, do you not? Well, no, you well. need to get like 100,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's well, not, well. Her, her YouTube following is not as impressive as it ah, sounds. I see. There are five-year-olds with millions. I mean, we can't compare ourselves to them. <laughs> it's a young person's game. Yeah, we, we can't do it. It would be like us starting a TikTok. It'd be ridiculous. Oh my God, please. I've never even had TikTok on my phone. I don't know what's happening I, in, in that world. I get all my knowledge from TikTok. I don't trust it. Coming up, we'll get into Shriner's preachings about aliens taking over the world and the diehard followers that stood by Shriner until their untimely end. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. 
With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. In a 2017 interview, Sherry Schreiner denied being a cult leader, saying that people could choose whether or not they listened to her teachings. When they did choose to listen, these were some of the main conspiracy theories that they would hear. Schreiner said that the estimated 300,000 children who go missing each year are taken by aliens who harvest their bodies. Secondly, there are dark forces everywhere, from reptilians in the White House to draconians in the Vatican. And finally, she claimed that since 1954, there have been millions of U.S. citizens who've been victims of UFO kidnappings. The theory that might have earned Shriner her nickname as reptilian cult leader was that she said everyone on TV was a fake and a reptilian. She pointed to unflattering pictures of celebrities as evidence of their malfunctioning reptilian skin suits. I've seen some of these, and it's usually when they're like mid-blink, and it's not Sherry Shriner specifically, but people who believe in that they're like, do you see their third eyelid yeah, <laughs> coming yeah, across yeah. their scaly reptilian eyes? Which, if this master race of reptiles are that good that they rule the actual world, if they're that intelligent, surely they would have figured out the third eyelid. Maybe some tape or something. You're right. Sherry's got a lot to answer for. She does. And she has a lot to say about a lot of people. Specifically, she said that Wendy Williams is a clone and that Justin Bieber had a demon put in him when he was a child. I mean, that one maybe The demon of wealth. And imagine two Wendy Williams. God, no thanks. <laughs> Shriner also said that the British royal family are lizards uh, and they killed Diana because she was exposing their reptilian secret. That's not why they killed Diana. They killed her because she was shagging an Arab. That's why. They were just like, we want out of this situation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of all the things to do with Diana, I don't think she was busy exposing this. No, no. I think uh, think she was quite busy doing other things. Um, (laughs) So, so Shrina also referred to Jews as, quote, Satan's offspring and tragedies like mass shootings or natural disasters were false flag operations executed by the Illuminati or NATO, both tools of the satanic reptilian order. I don't want to accuse her of mixing metaphors. No. But are they from the Christian devil? Are they Jewish? Or are they lizards? I don't know. Well, I think we may not be able to accuse her of mixed metaphors, but I think we can accuse her of anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) fully. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because obviously um, the whole lizard conspiracy very firmly has its roots in um, some pretty nasty uh, long-running anti-Semitism. And ding, 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 right on track. Here we go. Satan's offspring, Sherry, keeping it classy. So Shriner would, of course, monetize her followers in a few different ways. If you are a smart online creator, you would know to diversify your revenue streams. So firstly, she asked for donations at the end of her radio programs. She also started a GoFundMe in 2014 that raised over $150,000 to help her investigate the end of time. Yo. (laughs) Okay. If that's all it takes to get 150,000 smackers... I think I've got some investigating to do. I mean, it takes a GoFundMe page and also absolutely zero morals. 
<laughs> I mean, but she's not even saying, I have the secrets, give me money for the secrets. I'm going to go look into it. I'll just go and do some reading. I need expenses. I've got like, you know, I've got to go... Got to get to the library. I've got to get my PI license. Got to get my EVP reader. I need loads of coffee. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I don't know what we think is involved with an investigation because that uh, is... I mean, my, my investigations <laughs> involve Red Bull and crying. So... <laughs> That's all I need. I can get a lot of Red Bull and a lot of tears for $150,000. Excellent, excellent. And Cherry didn't stop there with the GoFundMe. No, no, no. She also sold something she called an orgone shooter on her website. Does the word orgone sound familiar to you? It's from the Bloody Peep Show episode. It is from the Bleep Show episode where they go to not Scientology. That's freaky. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you're wondering what on earth we're talking about, the idea of orgones originated with a man named Wilhelm Reich, a student of Sigmund Freud. Reich believed that orgasms were the cure to all illnesses. There's a film about this, isn't there? Because isn't there that thing from the past, though, where I think it must have been this guy who would, like, husbands would lock up their wives and say they were hysterical and crazy, and then this man would, like, basically just force them to have orgasms and say yeah. that he was curing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and wasn't then, just him. It was, like, oh, a West-wide thing. It was, like, a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there's that film with Kira Knightley. I, I avoid anything. <laughs> There's a film with Kira Knightley. Is there really? Where she's locked up in like an insane asylum and the guy's like, I guess it's meant to be like an erotic period thriller. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jeez. No, thanks. <laughs> I'll try look up what it's called. But um, yeah, I watched that and I was like, huh, okay. So anyway, this guy, Wilhelm Reich, built an orgone energy accumulator, which he said could improve users orgastic potency and thus their general and mental health. So basically has he just built the first patented vibrator? Yeah, yeah that's... Got it. it. Got it. (laughs) Good. I don't even know if he was the first to be honest. No, no no, but he gave it a cool name So Reich was accused of medical fraud and had his claims debunked by the likes of Einstein. That's pretty hefty Mm -hmm. debunking Schreiner, however, preached that Reich was taken down because Orgone had, quote, too much power. She said that Orgone was a tool people used to repel demons and aliens. I think you've got the wrong end of the stick there, Sherry. I think she, yeah. I was going to say something morbid like the stick's already stabbed her in the head or something. I don't know. She doesn't know what's going on. So basically, we should just be spunking on aliens. That's what she's... She's arguing. I think that's what she's saying. I think it seems that that's what she's arguing, yeah. Um, she argues a lot of other things as well that make absolutely no sense because Shriner also sold orgone rocks, which look like oven-melted plastic with glitter on them. And guess how much they cost? Guess how much one rock cost? Is it one Gwyneth Paltrow? It is, which um, <laughs> is, in, in today's money, is $30, 30 US dollars and up. I feel like when Valtra gets dragged on this show more than she gets dragged anywhere else. Except on Red Handed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But while the man-made rocks and preachings about aliens may have seemed harmless enough, because, yeah, if you just look at it from the outside, all right, what harm is she really doing? But as we will go on to find out, they did have some very real-world consequences. One of Shriner's more popular radio shows was called Aliens in the News. And she hired a recent high school graduate called Kelly Pingley to help her transcribe the show starting in 2010. Raised Lutheran as well, Pingley came to Shriner at a time in her life where she was reportedly feeling disillusioned by religion, aren't we all? And on her blog in 2011, Pingley 
said she experienced a kind of spiritual reawakening from working with Shriner. Pingali and Shriner worked and traveled together on missions, in inverted commas, to New York and Kentucky. The purpose of these missions, as Shriner described it, was to battle the new world order. In years following her introduction to Shriner, Pingali's writings became increasingly untethered from reality, describing visions and voices. Her brother suggested in an interview with the Daily Beast that this was the result of possible undiagnosed schizophrenia. The thing is, we'll never really know what was sort of going on with Pingali, but I think it could have been some sort of undiagnosed um, mental health condition, or it could have just been a folie adieu. Like, mm-hmm. we've seen this before when people, um, and if you don't know what that term is, which I'd be highly surprised, dear listener, listening to this show, <laughs> but, um, you know, the idea that one person can fall into the orbit of another person and that person who is the sort of more dominant in that um, pairing has some sort of delusions and it becomes almost contagious to yeah. the other person. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to know. But the fact that Pingali was drawn to Shriner in the first place maybe signifies that everything wasn't A-OK. Yeah, it's fresh, fresh out of high school. You're going to be pretty impressionable. And if you're Lutheran, you're already pretty, um, pretty into the old demons. We'll get into what happened to Kelly Pingley, as well as a bizarre murder case whose origins trace back to Shriner's preachings. In December of 2012, Kelly Pingley wrote that the apocalypse was near. She said that she had been shown a symbol that foretold an alien invasion a vision with stark similarities to that of her preacher, Sherry Schreiner. On December 28, 2012, Pingali drove to a wildlife park where she died by suicide. She was found wearing a pendant made of orgone, purchased from Schreiner. Pingali's brother had this to say about his sister's death. He said, quote, Schreiner fills people's heads with delusions of grandeur. Part of why my sister killed herself was to reach that next level of spirituality. She was convinced in her suicide note that she was off to fulfill some great destiny. Schreiner responded to Pingley's death on a follower's blog by saying a so-called NATO death squad had been sent to make it look like suicide. And in a statement given to the Daily Beast for their 2017 report, Schreiner claimed that she herself was number two on former President Barack Obama's death list. I think he was quite busy in Syria, but never mind. I also love the level of um, competence that these conspiracy theorists attach to the government and organizations <laughs> like NATO. Like they think NATO have that, are that fucking got their shit together that they've got death squads roaming around. Like, yeah, sure. Sure, Sherry. <laughs> sure, Sherry is the name of her new podcast. According to Shriner's statement, Pingali had, quote, pissed people off because she was supposed to kill her, being Shriner, in order to stop their trip to New York. But Pingley had refused to kill her great leader. This is the thing, isn't it? It's like you were saying earlier about what once you predict the end of the world, it is eventually going to happen and then you will have been right all along. When people die, it's like, well, told you. See, that's proof. It's proof that we're right and they're after us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. So I'm paranoid and the NATO death squads killed Pingali. Stephen Mineo was another Shriner follower who connected with her videos and writings in the early 2000s. They apparently struck up an online friendship, 
commenting on each other's Facebook posts and YouTube videos. Then Mineo began a relationship with Barbara Rogers, which eventually drew a wedge between him and Schreiner. In April 2017, after Rogers posted a picture on Facebook trying steak tartare for the first time, Schreiner later called her a vampire, witch, reptilian super soldier for craving raw meat. Well, sure. Why not? Do do reptiles eat red meat? Um, Don't they eat like insects? She's also a vampire witch though. Oh, duh, sorry. Uh, and a How super soldier. of me. They can't get enough of that raw meat, uh, all that protein. In a YouTube video, Shriner said this about people who eat raw meat. Quote, There's only certain types of people who crave the raw meat because they crave the blood. Those with the vampire demon in them. Or maybe you're just a bit anemic. I mean, maybe. Maybe you're pregnant, need that iron. Who knows? Though I don't know if pregnant women should be eating raw meat. Who knows? I don't know. Not me. (laughs) We are not here to give you medical advice. Please consult a uh, relevant physician. (laughs) Or Sherry Schreiner. Or Sherry Schreiner. Mineo, of course, sided with his girlfriend, posting videos on YouTube calling Schreiner a fraud and her followers, quote, mentally sick. He also said that the feud with Schreiner had made him feel suicidal. Then, tragedy struck. On July 15th, 2017, Rogers called 911 and said her boyfriend, Stephen Mineo, had a gun. And this is a quote. He told me to hold it here and press the trigger. Oh my God, he's dead. When police arrived at the trailer, they found Mineo with a bullet wound to his forehead. Rogers was arrested and charged with Mineo's murder. Rogers later told police that she and Mineo had been kicked out of an online cult, which had upset Mineo so much that he didn't want to live. A semantics question. Can it be a cult if it is online only? Yes. How so? Because what are, I can't remember off the top of my head, and this is a rhetorical question, but if we think back to like, what are the, um, the foundations of like cult formation as laid mm-hmm. out by Milton, for example, it's, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but we've discussed them in previous episodes. It's things like a living charismatic leader. You could have that online. Mm-hmm. Um, total information and thought control. You mm-hmm. could probably do that. You could definitely do that online. What are the other behavior control? You could definitely do that online. I think you can, but not to the same extent if you're all living in the same place, because eventually you can turn it off. I think that's the difference. But I guess it's like the ability of that cult leader to get it to the point that you wouldn't turn it off. Mm. And I think it's we see it with social media and stuff. I think people can easily fall into that trap and become um, addicted. I don't think that being online only, it might not be as effective, but I don't think it would um, prevent mm-hmm. cult formation. Schreiner responded to Mineo's death days later, saying in a posted video that she had warned him that Rogers, quote, was going to destroy him, and she did. Schreiner said that the couple had likely watched a Resident Evil movie, which drew out a demon inside of Rogers. And in 2019, Rogers was convicted of third-degree murder and sentenced for up to 40 years in prison. Resident Evil, really? Look, I'm a fan of any old shit horror. But even I have to say, the Resident Evil franchise is one of the worst. Really? It truly <laughs> is just appalling. It's appalling. Is it appalling enough to pull out a demon from inside your body? I mean, it's appalling enough that it is going to have zero impact. I would say that a film would have to be quite impressive to pull out a demon from within you. Okay. I'm saying it's not. As far as like video game to movie adaptations go, I would say Resident Evil is at the bottom of that pile. 
But then I would also say Silent Hill is up there and I know a lot of people are going to get very upset about that. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. I'm sorry. Mate, please don't. Please don't ever apologize to me for not having watched Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> apologize to me for everything else. Never that. But even after the rash of deaths, Shriner continued to preach her conspiracy theories, which I think speaks of someone who just is uh, quite detached from reality. And Shriner herself died of a heart attack in 2018 at the age of 53, no age. Um, her followers reportedly believe her death to be a hoax. That's not a big jump from what you're already believing. No, I no, it's argue. not. No, it's not. I think this is a really interesting um, case, the case of Sherry Shriner, because I think it actually is really um, a good point that you made, Hannah, the idea of like, can a cult be purely online? Because Sherry Shriner has very little sort of like hands-on yeah, yeah. With her followers. She has the YouTube channel, she has her articles, she has her books, and she garners this following there. And I think, I wonder if it goes, again, to a different element of it, because maybe she seemed more otherworldly because she wasn't so accessible mm-hmm. to her uh, followers, possibly. But again, you can see that it can be done and yeah, I think profiting I off it. But no, I, I know what you, you mean. In that, like, it's possible, but it's not, you're not going to get a Jonestown online. I think you can get... You can definitely get money because you did that. You can definitely get followers. I don't think you'd be able to garner as large of a following. I also think that the commitment from the majority of followers is less online. So I think I agree with you that it's less effective, but still possible. I actually am going to push back a little bit. No, only because I think we see these groups of like... um, different subcultures forming online don't we like things like incels where they never meet and absolutely agree that's not a cult because there's not one leader like leading it or anything but I wonder and I don't want to sound like a real morbid morbido (laughs) what I don't want to sound super morbid but I wonder if the age of the online cult is imminent ah okay because when we're all in the metaverse we won't be outside anyway this is what I'm saying so Uh I wonder if you won't actually see another Jonestown in that same way because who's got the money to do all of that now? But online. I wonder if that's the evolution of the cult into the next generation. note (laughs) on that fantastically optimistic note about how we are all doomed Mm -hmm. that is all we have time for today thank you so much for listening i'm hannah mcguire and i'm sruti bala and we'll be back next week with another great episode and make sure you remember to follow sinister societies on spotify to get a brand new episode every single week you can listen to this and all other episodes of sinister societies for free exclusively on spotify and we just want to give a quick shout out to the articles that we reference in this episode We use reporting from The New Republic, The Daily Beast, and the Vice documentary series, The Devil You Know. If you like the show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and on Instagram, and at Parcast Network on the Twitters. And if you like us, and you'd like to hear us talking about murders, serial killers, other cults, etc., then head on over to our original show, Red Handed, where we release a brand new episode every single week, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We've kickstarted January over at Red Handed with a two-parter on Scientology. And we'll see you next time. Sinister Societies is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Podcast. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo and Gemma Waters. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. 
researched by Chelsea Wood, and fact-checking by Cara McAleen. And we're your hosts, Hannah Maguire and Saruti Bala.